What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm back. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and today we're on Amos chapter 7, 10 through 17. We're finishing out chapter 7 today, guys. And, uh, yeah, we are on a good one. Last episode, we ended on the fact that um, Amos declared, or actually God said, and Amos just testified to that saying, that the uh, house of Jeroboam is going to fall and the people are going to exile. Well, because of that, this is where we're at in chapter 7, verses 10 through 17. So you have to go ahead and read the chapter, see what it's about. Come, uh, stop the tape if you haven't read it yet. If you have, let's just go ahead and jump into it. So what is this saying? Well, it goes into a bit of a narrative, and then we end at the very end of the chapter on another uh, prophecy. But it goes into a bit of a narrative. It says that Amaziah, a priest of, uh, of Bethel, he's connected to... Um, King Jeroboam, he sends to Jeroboam and says, hey, Amos, man, he's, he's prophesying about you, bro. He's saying the house is going to fall, you know? And uh, he's like, there's some problems going on, man. He's like, the, the country can't even bear it. The things that Amos is talking about, it says it's so weighty and so heavy that people are scared about it. It's like, it's troubling their hearts because he's prophesying that their nation is going to be destroyed and they're going to be carried off to another land, basically the end of their world. And so they're tripping. And then uh, after that, uh, uh, Amaziah says, uh, Amos, leave. He's like, go make your money somewhere else, man. Or actually, he says, go make your money in Judah. Prophesy down there. He's like, you're no longer welcome. You're not allowed to come to Bethel again, ever. And so um, now Amos has to answer. (laughs) Amos is like, bro, I'm not a prophet nor son of a prophet. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I am not a prophet and I am not a son of a prophet. And what that means really is that his vocation, his livelihood is not of prophecy. That is not what he is like. He didn't go to school for that. That wasn't his thing. He wasn't a disciple. He wasn't nothing. That wasn't his duty. That wasn't his duty. He's like, what I was, he's like, what I am actually, because you can actually render it as in present tense. He's saying that I'm still not that. He's like, but what I am, what I do for a living is uh, he's like, man, I, I tend sheep, bro. Actually, he says, I uh, sh- uh, not shepherd, but I um, I watch over cattle. I watch over sheep, or I sell sheep, and I'm a sycamore fig uh, um, tender, or cutter, or seller. It's like that's what I do. And we talked a little bit about that earlier uh, in the when the very first episode when we talked about who Amos was, and that this might have been a prestigious thing. Like he he wasn't no slouch, man. He actually made a lot of money, and so what he was doing was he was called out of a lucrative business where he sells figs and watches over people. It's like a manager of people who do shepherding, that he was called out of that. And he did that, uh, uh, making a lot of money, but instead, because God called him to do this prophesying to preach to the people of Israel, he left something lucrative to do that. So it was a sacrifice that Amos made because God called him to do something. But anyway, he says, man, I don't do that, man. He's like, but he said that God took me from my job and he um, told me to go prophesy to my people, Israel, God's people. He said, go prophesy to them and tell them what's happening, man, because they need to know. And he says, and you told me to stop prophesying. You told me to go directly against what the word of the Lord had called me to do, what God had called me to do. And because of that, and this is when that prophecy comes back in. This is when that prophecy comes back in. He uh, uh, he says, yeah, and because of that, dude, he's like, man, your wife, 
will be a prostitute. Like, dang, that's tough. Your wife will be a prostitute. Second, he says your kids is going to die by the sword. And third, you're going to go to an unclean land, meaning like not his homeland. And that's where you're going to die. And that's not it. He said, and still all the people are still going to be exiled, surely going to be exiled. And this is the word of the Lord. That's tough, man. That's tough. So what do we know about God? What is this revealing about God in this? Well, God has the ultimate authority because uh, Amaziah thinks he has the authority being a priest. He's like, this is my job. This is what I do. I have authority. Or he's appealing to Jeroboam's authority, who is the king over this nation. But they don't have ultimate authority. God does. And Amos says that he doesn't have the authority either. He's like, dude, I'm not a prophet. This is not a job. Because that prophet thing was something that uh, people did. There was like called court prophets. And Amaziah was probably one. I believe in chapter of King, one chapter in Kings, there's just a whole bunch of people that are prophesying. And they're the king's prophets. But they don't want to call this other prophet because they know he's going to tell them the truth about it. And that's what Amos is. He's not one of these court prophets that are hired by the priests that get paid for preaching or anything. He's just some regular dude living his life, and God told him to come and prophesy. And so what does this say about man? God has the ultimate authority. He didn't feel himself. God has the ultimate authority. But what does this say about man? Well, it says that when God tells you to do something, he'll equip you. He'll get it done. So if God calls you to do something, get it done, man. That's all you got to do. Plus, as as men, sometimes we feel like we need to have all the education, all of the knowledge, all of the things to go along with whatever job we're doing. But see, that's not how Amos was. He, he wasn't a prophet or a son of a prophet. So as people, we need to remember that when we're called to do something, man, we just get it and God will equip us in it. And how can we apply these truths to our lives? So that's the biggest question. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, and know that we don't have to be uh, vocational pastors to be ministers into this world. The people that uh, you have that, that are in part of your daily lives, man, that's who we're supposed to testify and talk about the truths of God to. And when God calls you, just because you don't have the education or feeling fit, I believe that we should have trust in the Lord that um, if he calls us to do something, that we will be able to do it. I think that's, that's an important application to take. Because God is sovereign, man. Like I said, he's in control. He's the ultimate authority. And so if he calls us to do something, we, have, we should have the trust and uh, recognition that if he tells us to do it, then we'll be able to do it, even if we feel ill-equipped to do so. So if God is calling you to do something today, and, and I know you feel it in your spirit as the, the Holy Spirit's talking to you as we're going through these things, he's saying, man, this is for you. This is for you. And if it is, man, take that step and walk in it, man. Know that God has got your back. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.